everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for episode six of Reality Attic Podcast. And today we will be joined by a good friend, Anthony Sanchez. Hi, Anthony. Hey, Mary. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. I miss you. I think this is the longest I've gone without seeing you since I've met you. Probably so. <laughs> I miss so many people. It's hard, like, you know. When you're it's a crazy sleep. time. It is. It's a crazy time. I like haven't left my house in like three weeks, so it's a very crazy time. How long have you been watching Big Brother for? I have been watching actually, same with the challenge since day one. Me too. Yeah, long time fan. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start talking about this week. Uh, let's start with the HOH. Yeah, so a lot to unpack this week. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like you said, it was there was an HOH last Thursday. It started, but of course, you know they kind of teased us, and we carried over to Sunday. Basically, what the HOH entailed was rolling three balls up an incline, and then there was a decline on the other side. But you wanted to get it at the top of the incline into one of three holes one ball per hole they went in two heats of six players each so there was 12 people left at this time the first three from each heat to finish went into the final heat of six people and first person to finish out of that heat would then be the hoh for the week on thursday we actually saw caser finish his heat in superman speed yeah So, you know, everybody was a little bit scared with that happening because they saw how fast he did that. And then I believe after that, the next two people that won that heat, maybe David and Enzo. I think they were all in the first heat together. Right. Yep. Um, So I believe that it was those three. And then if I recall right, the six that got to go then also included Danny, Cody and Kevin were the other three. So that it was the six of them that made it to Heat 2. And again, it was the first person to finish out of that one. Instead of it being kind of like a narrow down after that, it was just straight shot, whoever got it. And we ended up in a close race. A few of them got two balls, but in the end, it was Enzo who ended up being our HOH for the week. Yeah, and he, he won by, like, seconds. He beat Memphis just by a few seconds. Yeah, it looked very close. There was at least one or two other people, yeah, that definitely had the potential to have gotten that. He hadn't have sank that one in particular. So we did get an Enzo HOH, which I believe this is the first time, you know, between the two times that he played that he actually won HOH. Yes, it is. It's his first HOH ever. Yep. Which is weird because earlier in the season, it was Memphis's first HOH ever. I know, and it's crazy to think. You wouldn't think, you know, somebody that makes it to the finals <laughs> would go without winning a single HOH. I mean, that just shows you the power of an alliance. <laughs> right. And you have to wonder, at the time, did they want to win HOH, or were they not trying that hard? Because that, Memphis that's has true. done so much better this season, and Enzo's doing better. Like, I don't know if before they didn't feel like they needed to win it, and now they did. That's also very true, and that could be part of the reason why they didn't win their seasons. Right. <laughs> you know, they had the power to get to the end with somebody, but they didn't really have the resume to back it up as their counterparts that they went to the end with did. <laughs> right. 
they they didn't have much of a chance. So he ended up putting it was originally Kevin and Kaser, um, to nobody's surprise. Right. <laughs> I think we were all kind of just you know expecting pretty much that to happen, maybe give or take one person in Kevin's spot, but you know it seems like the mob mentality is not allowing for wiggle room at this time yet uh. yeah, i figured it would be kevin just because he's been up before and so has david but i think enzo either is closer to david or just thought kevin had a worse chance of winning i don't know which right yeah Maybe it could both. be many different factors including yeah probably less of a chance to win the veto competition he's probably thinking if it's something physical it might not be kevin over david um, we don't know if maybe Tyler got in his ear a little bit throughout the week as well, because we've seen that um, Tyler has kind of been keeping David close um, personally, not for the group, but he's been kind of keeping him in his back pocket for himself. So that could have been another thing. He ended up putting in Kevin and Kaser as the two nominees for eviction and Kaser as the clear <laughs> target for the week. Always going to be hard to be the first one who kind of goes against the mob so and it is very early and i know that as an all-star it's probably the worst thing to go out pre-jury you know none of the all-stars want to have that stigma to their name like oh you went back and you were the first one out like poor keisha you know coming back after whatever it's been 10 or 12 years and being the first one out like that's gotta stink Keisha I really do and I I don't think she was coming and playing a hard enough game to begin with because that's different feel as they keep saying between old school and new school and she was used absolutely old school worked I completely agree and I think that's where a lot of these people um are kind of failing Enzo being one of the exceptions and Memphis being an exception as well um but as you're seeing a lot of the old school players are going out quick because they're not used to the new style of gameplay which is very much just kind of get your click and toss everybody out one by one besides them. And then once it comes time, push to shove, you know, then you worry about getting rid of who you're close to. So do you think that Kaser would have done better if there was no pregame alliance? Have you the, the pregame alliances? How do you feel about that? That it was inevitable that it was going to happen. So I feel like everybody should have just, I think it was almost inevitable that it was going to happen. And so I think everybody should have tried to set themselves up knowing that that was probably going to be the case as unethical. I don't know if that's the right word I want to use because it makes it sound like it's, you know, this horrible, terrible, illegal thing. It's against the rules. It is against the rules. It's not allowed. So it is not a fair playing. It's it's not playing fair. It's it's breaking the rules. Yeah. And it's just kind of dirty because you are going to have people who have either A, played together and are going to naturally create an alliance together or you're going to have people who you know the rumors are that Derek kind of spearheaded this little alliance that's happening especially between Cody and Nicole and so that's something where some people are going to be at a disadvantage namely somebody like a Kevin who's you know old school who doesn't have anybody from his cast because at least if nothing else and I don't know why they didn't use this to their advantage but like Memphis and Keisha you know they were on the same original season and then uh, Janelle and Kaser of course tried to use it but they didn't have anybody else backing them up but if the old school was smart they should have done an alliance <laughs> it's been said that dan uh set memphis up between dan and Derek. they set cody and memphis up to work together as well right 
I was watching the live feeds. I was watching the show. They they were not even talking to each other. And then after Cody had won and put up his nominations, then Memphis is like, hey, let's go final two together and all this stuff, you know, <laughs> uh, which it didn't make any sense the way they were acting. So I do, I do believe that they had some sort of pregame alliance. At least that's how it seemed, which means that basically they the old school should have gone against the new school. And Memphis wasn't willing to do that. And they didn't know why. You know, they assumed, oh, Memphis will vote with us. Why wouldn't he? He'll be next if he doesn't. But he knew he was safe. Yep, I completely agree with that. He set himself up very nicely with the new school. Unfortunately, I think when push comes to shove on that side, he's going to find it a very uphill battle to stick around, you know, to even like a final five or so. I think there's people who just care more about other people over himself. You know, everybody's kind of got a duo, whereas he really doesn't. He's just part of the group to get down to, you know, jury and to maybe get down to a final six or so. So I think he's going to find it very difficult to get ahead. He thinks that he has a final two deal with Cody and that he can just kind of sit back and let Cody do the work. And when he made the alliance, you know, basically manipulated Christmas into making the alliance by telling her, you know, what, what do you think about being alliance with this person? Do you, maybe you should go talk to them and see what, if they do that or not. And so that he could easily say, hey, I didn't do this. You know, Christmas did this. Yep. Right? <laughs> However, no, Cody I completely has agree a final with that. two deal with Enzo and a final two deal with Nicole. He <laughs> might have a final two deal with Tyler. I can't remember. But, yeah, having a final two deal with Cody is definitely not enough to get to the end of the game. And I don't know if anything that was said this week let Memphis realize that maybe he's not as in a good a position as he thinks he is, or if he still just thinks he's so cool, no one's ever going to get rid of him. I completely agree. And I feel like the reason why Tyler and Cody get along so well is because they have almost the same exact style of gameplay in a way where they're just very much, let me grab everybody. And if you notice though, as soon as one of them gets called on a little bit of stuff, they get very defensive. They're never, they never like blow their lid or anything, but they just are like, wow, you like completely went against me. And how dare you? You're my number one. And they have such a way of making you feel like crap (laughs) for, (laughs) for screwing them over. Or even if it's like, um, you know, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but where, uh, David, you know, kind of put his foot in his mouth as far as Tyler goes and Tyler just kind of made him feel like crap. And David was just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, Tyler smooth sailing. Nobody, like, he didn't question it. He didn't go, wait, why is Tyler so mad, like, you know, about these things? Or, like, there's a lot of people in this house who are either refusing to put two and two together or have and are just refusing to jump and make a move against that. (laughs) Um, I think I know why David feels like that. Because, one, he's made a lot of mistakes, and uh, he started saying, "I'm, I'm a rookie. What do you expect? I'm sorry. I'm just a rookie. He's never even watched the show before. You know, he's on for one right. day, never got a chance to be <laughs> voted out or anything, which I do believe he deserved a second chance, just not on All-Stars. I'm totally for a season agree. called Second <laughs> Chances, where people that went out before the jury come back, you know, and that would be great, yeah. but not on this season, <laughs> you know. 
So he's not I done the I completely agree thing. with that. Basically, he's been causing some drama between Davon and Tyler and Cody. There was a guy alliance with David, Cody, and Tyler. I don't know if Enzo was in it. I don't think so because I think this was an early alliance. And Davon was wanting to work with David. And she, she had asked him if there was an all-guy alliance. And he's not very good at answering questions. Not that I know of or... I don't think so. <laughs> you know, like, he could have said, hmm, let me ask around. You know? Instead, right. he's like, uh, um, I can't talk about it. I can't tell you. You know, things like right. this. So she's like, okay, so there is an all-guy alliance. And you just basically confirmed it with me. And she's like, who told you that, that I thought there was an all-guy alliance going around? And he said, uh... Is Tyler. Davon wanted to check out this information and David realized he had screwed up because something Tyler had said to David was, no matter what, you cannot tell anyone what I'm telling you. And he just went yep. straight off and told them. And then so he ran back <laughs> up and he's like, I know you're going to be mad. I made a mistake. I did, you know, I did this. And Tyler was livid. And then Cody was really mad, too, because even though he wasn't mentioned directly, he figured that Davon would have realized he was in the All-Guy Alliance, which is how um, how the Slick Six kind of got formed, is there was rumors going around that Davon was saying there was an All-Guy Alliance. So they were like, okay, well, let's start our own alliance with Bailey and Davon in it, and then they won't think there's an All-Guy Alliance, and they'll think that they're safe with us. But that whole slick yep. six thing was made just just to keep them from being paranoid. It's not any loyalty in there. Yeah, it was totally like a hush alliance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you guys just sit, chill out, you're creating waves, and that's not what we need at this point. Right, exactly. <laughs> so he has a good reason. Both Davon and Tyler have been pretty angry with David because he tells Tyler stuff Davon says, and he tells Davon stuff Tyler says. So he's gotten to a point where no one really wants him around, but they're also like, mm -hmm. he's got a, he's easy to beat. We can keep him around for a while. And he's one of those people, I think, that if you just give him a little bit, he believes that he's very much in everything. So you don't really have to do much to make him loyal to you. Or So it, it's kind of a catch-22 because... I feel like he is a very loyal person and he's going to stick with these people. However, he's one of those people who does his brain doesn't know what to do with the information he's given yeah. and he's got no poker face. So <laughs> it's kind of like he word vomits, right, exactly. doesn't really care where that information goes. And then is like, Oh shoot. I really just like blew that one. Like, because a lot of the information he's being given, if he had like an analytical brain where he could sit there and just take the information in, stew on it for a little bit, interpret it, and then be like, wow, that's what this means. He could turn around and be a very powerful player in this yeah. game. Because people are giving him very valuable information. Um, but again, he just doesn't know what to do besides blurt it right. out. <laughs> and Kaser had ideas about what's going on and you know, tried to talk to David about what's going on in the house and the future of the house. And David wasn't very interested in listening. He also gave Kaser and Janelle a crazy hard time about the Nicole A situation. Basically mm -hmm. went up to Janelle and almost said, I, I hate you to her face, to which she says, why? And he said, right. <laughs> he's like, I know you're, I know you've lied about me. 
I'm never going to trust you. I don't want to talk to you. And she's like, okay, what did I lie to you about? You're just going to deny it. <laughs> and she's like, but I still want to know it. And he's like, no, I'm not going to get in an argument with you. He's like, just let me say this. Nicole Anthony told me everything. And then Janelle's like, I did not mm-hmm. do anything to her. I swear I did not do anything to her. But he would not believe her. So he then is with Kaser Because this is when Janelle and Kaser were both on the block. And he... He goes to Kaser saying some similar stuff, but he doesn't seem as mad at Kaser, but he still is mad. And so Kaser, once again, David said, hey, I know you lied about me. And Kaser started laughing. He was laughing. He's like, what? (laughs) What? Wait a minute. He's like, I don't tell lies. I may tell a half truth, but I don't go around lying. I know I haven't lied about you. And it was the kind of a similar conversation where David's like, well, I know you did. And Kaser's like, well, no, I didn't. And, um, you know, and once again, he doesn't want to tell Kaser what he lied about. Uh, so Kaser's like, okay, okay, can we just get past this? Can we, like, say we're past that? We talked about it. I'm sorry. We're past that. And maybe work together. And he's like, I'll have to think about it. Uh, you know, instead right. of being like, okay, and pretending that, like, he's okay. He's like, I don't know if I can ever trust you, so I don't know if we can work together. I'm going to have to think about it. So that's just a couple of ways that you know that he's never watched the game is if someone says I want to work with you it's not a good idea to say no I don't trust you I'm never going to work with you sorry bye so that's just a little background on um, how David could have changed Um, I don't know that if at that point if it would have mattered because one of them was going home Janelle or Kaser was going home either way Kaser was trying to set himself up for the next week which is this week that we're talking about he wanted he's like even if he wins HOH, he needs to have people to work with. And everyone is telling him no, giving him excuses. Like, you know, no one wants to work with him and or no one's willing to commit to working with him. That's just one reason that I say that I don't think David is going to put two and two together. He's probably going to think that Kaser was lying when he left. Oh, all that stuff he said, that was a big right. lie from Kaser because we all know he's a liar. <laughs> I cannot wait until so many of these people see the different things that both Kaser and Janelle were accused right. of and were not true. <laughs> not at all. They're going to feel like the biggest idiots. Yeah, when these people get out, they're going to be surprised at how little Kaser and Janelle talked about them because that's all they could do for the longest times. Like Danny and Nicole Franzel would, you know, just talk about how horrible Janelle was all the time when she's totally was not talking about them. She's hanging out with Kaser basically. If they weren't, if there wasn't game talk going on, she wasn't talking about them. She she was talking right. <laughs> about her life. She's like, I'm 40 years old. I don't need the money. I came here for fun. And Kaser is like, same, same. I came for fun. And they just, it's not like Janelle didn't try. She did try to help them early on. And so did Kaser. And I, I do believe that them pushing for Keisha to stay and then Nicole to stay sunk their games. Because they were shown as it we're the did. only two people going out there trying to change stuff. Yep. Yeah. And like like we talked about, you know, ever since uh, season 16 or so, when the whole game changed into that mob mentality, you can't be the one to show your hands first. You know, you have to kind of run with the crowd or you're going to be a preacher. <laughs> and it's such an unfortunate way to play. Moving along the week into the veto um, we have next. Um, which ended up being, of course, you know, the the head of household, the two nominees, and then they get to pick, you know, out of the little handy-dandy box and see who else is going to compete with them. Um, and that, I know that uh, 
Enzo ended up picking either Bailey or Tyler. I don't remember. And then Tyler. Okay, Tyler first. Okay, and then Kaser ended up picking Bailey. Then is that right? And then Kevin ended up getting house guest choice, and he chose David to compete because he had had a little bit of a conversation with David that led him to believe that if David wins, he might actually use it on him. Um, feeling that, you know, they were kind of birds of a feather in the outcast category. I feel um, like he might have used it as well, but I feel like he's he could be easily swayed one way or the other if he trusts you. Yeah. Because if he trusts you, he believes you. I think he went in to the competition probably with the intention that he would use it on Kevin, because I, I do think that he did trust him after that conversation. However, I think the most important time is the time between that necklace going around your neck and the ceremony. And I think that he would have had Tyler in his ear saying, you better not change anything. Right. That's what I'm thinking is that <laughs> so... maybe he would have wanted to use it, but someone would convince him that is a bad thing to do, not to use it. Exactly. You know, they're all about not rocking the boat. Um, and it would have made, I guess, no sense really for him to do that on a week when, a clear target is on the block. Right. So why the pawn? Because all that is going to do is pretty much tell people, Hey, we don't trust you. <laughs> you know? So I don't want Kevin to go home and I don't trust you that, you know, he's not the target. So I think he would have been talked out of it very Probably. easily, <laughs> not using it. So basically what the competition ended up being a balancing marionette yeah, I, <laughs> style like thing. Puppet master, or did I just make that up? Like, <laughs> that's what it seemed like. It was. I think it might have been. Um, I don't know if that's just what they called it, or if that's actually what it I was called. Either. But yes, that that's what it was. Is yeah, just you know, the first thing I thought of, and this, I know you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But the first thing I thought of when I saw this competition was the N Sync Bye Bye Bye, or you know, <laughs> they're all that's the puppets exactly on the street. Exactly what I thought about. <laughs> so you know maybe a couple of the youngins may not catch that because they didn't watch trl back in 2000 or whatever oh but my gosh. Um, how young do you have to be to not know who in sync is right <laughs> okay you guys justin timberlake used to be in a boy band and it was pretty good you should check them out they're in sync <laughs> <laughs> that's our duty right? for the week we, we have, have to, to educate the masses the youngins, the youngins. <laughs> to um instincts music they basically were strung up like marionettes and they had um paint flying at them so that was another kind of distraction slash um inhibiting factor for them to uh fight besides you know just the strings being moved as well um and unfortunately the very first person to fall out of the veto competition was Kaser, so he had zero chance to save himself, unfortunately. Um, and I think America collectively cried, like, gasped, <laughs> groaned, cried. <laughs> like, everybody was super upset about it. Um, so that was a kind of a bummer, you know, because we all like to see um, at least the nominees not be the first person to fall, yeah. <laughs> especially if it's somebody we yeah. like. Um, so that was kind of a bummer that we did, unfortunately, see him go out first. Um, and then, you know, one by one, the others began to fall. And we were left with a final two of Kevin and David, who, you know, had talked about potentially having a deal um, on whether, like, who would use the veto 
or I guess <laughs> Kevin would definitely use the veto, but if uh, if David would use the veto for Kevin. So Kevin seemed to be in a good spot, but you know, as they're standing up there as the last two, Kevin is pretty much like, nah, I can only trust myself. So David and Kevin, like, we're each going to just have to duke this out. Um, but in the end, Kevin did end up outlasting David, yeah. and he secured himself safety Something with the veto. I thought was funny is they're both up there, and Kevin says, you know I've got your back. It's like, he has any power. You know? <laughs> like, right. it's like, you drop, I'll win the veto, and they may put you up. No, you have no power. You can't, this, this is not an HOH comp. You can't say, you know I've got exactly. your back. <laughs> I don't know if David should have tried to win or not, because he still hasn't won anything, and he's his... He's pretty bummed about that. And looking at him, you would think that he would maybe win something that, like, Cody and Tyler have been winning. Yeah, he does look like the most physically fit person in the house. So on paper, you know, it seems like anything that's physical, he should at least be a finalist in. (laughs) Not one of the first people out or, you know, anything like that. But, yeah, he um, that was kind of his play, too, to try and get Kevin to give up. He was kind of like, I haven't won anything. I really need to prove myself. And I'm sorry, but you're not going to prove yourself when my safety's right, on the line. No way. No. <laughs> so, in a super tight alliance, if I wasn't on the block, anything like that, I might consider right. giving it to you. And that's a huge yeah, might. It would um, really depend on the Because situation. I'm one of those people. I agree, yeah. I, I'm totally one of those people who, if I can win it, I'm going to win it. Like, I, I don't quit for anything. It's a very, very much a pride right. thing, you know? Because at the end, I want to be like, hell yeah, I won... 12 HOHs and 19 vetoes and 47, wow, that, that's <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you just want to have a stacked resume because it can only help yeah. you. You know, you don't want to be like, yeah, I won one HOH. I threw two vetoes and I was on the block six times. You know, you want to have an impressive resume. Right. So for him to kind of um, throw that in the air as kind of his Hail Mary. And the thing is too, um, especially when you're the one who is on the block, like Kevin was, when somebody starts saying, basically like please drop you know that they're struggling let's talk about bailey bailey mm-hmm. was the last when she fell i was surprised because i watch her on the live feeds do yoga for like all the time so i thought that she would would have a good chance at winning something like this when she fell they had a timer i can't i wrote it down i think it was 34 minutes and i mm-hmm. don't remember i was gonna go back i totally forgot to go back and see what time how long caser was up there for I, to see how much of a difference there was but then when kevin when david dropped they didn't show a time and when kevin dropped they didn't show a time so i have no idea how much longer that is kind of weird that they didn't show you would think that they would want to show the difference especially you know with the person who won they usually give you an right. idea um of how long they were up there so yeah that's a good point but i, I do agree with you yeah bailey is like a yoga superstar. Yeah, she is. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I definitely, yeah, I completely agree that I would have expected that. And I just found Caser um, lasted 12 and a half minutes. Um, so, and you said Bailey was what, like 34 minutes? Yep. So I see that Enzo fell at 18 minutes. So he was six minutes after Caser. Um, and I think Tyler was next. Okay, Tyler was 27 minutes. Bailey was 33 minutes in change, so close to 34 minutes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they showed... Yeah, they didn't show the time for the right. last two. So why do they show everyone else's time, and then they don't show you how long the winner was up there for? We don't know if he won by two minutes or two hours, you know? Uh, we yeah, seriously. No <laughs> and I, I don't like that. I don't like it when they don't show us the full picture, because I want to know just how good were they? You know, were they 
just a couple minutes better or were they like really better? I have no idea. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you only because um, that's something that probably gets discussed by the house guests when they're talking about threats, you know, because if you're talking about, oh, Bailey's a threat, she lasted up there for 34 minutes, but you're not talking about, you know, David or Kevin who was up there for four hours and 20 minutes or something, you know, then, you know, it kind of makes a difference. Whereas if they were only up there like a minute longer but they've done exponentially worse than her and the other competitions, you'd be like, okay, you know, like, I get it. Like, they're not talking about them as threats because they only lasted 45 more seconds after Bailey, and they haven't done anything in other competitions. So, yeah, it does put a lot into perspective for you when you know how long people lasted or, like, what the differential was um, on these players. And especially the ones, because they do competitions, obviously, you know, you've been watching since day one, that last all night. Yeah. They used so, to. <laughs> and we always get to know the times of those. Well, yeah, right? I mean, not, not so far this season. This was the only comp so far that I thought was, like, a really good comp. All the other ones, I've been like, yeah. eh. They, they can't always be athletic, and I'm fine with that, but it's like, where's this hang-off-a-wall-all-night endurance thing, you know? I want to see that, but understand with COVID, they have less people working, but I just feel like as an all-star season, what do I expect? I expect all-star competitions, either repeats, uh, you know, big ones from previous seasons or something brand new mm-hmm. that is like really spectacular. And we're definitely not getting the all-star treatment. Right. You know what I mean? This <laughs> no, is the I COVID treatment. I, think, I completely agree with that as well. And, you know, I think that, yeah, like you said, it would have been a nice touch to, do throwbacks to old seasons, you know, whether that be competitions that we've seen in the past or, you know, even competitions that reference the past, I think would have been a nice treat for longtime fans. Oh, yeah, like trivia. Um, Yeah, like a good trivia, a good round of trivia, you know, because obviously they have those stupid little spin things, you know, A or B or whatever, and they have the things that, you know, they set up the the competition. Exactly. Yeah. So they can do trivia and make it exciting. And all they have to do is record a little blip, you know, or show a clip from season eight, season 12, season this, whatever, and ask questions about the clip. Like, it's so easy to do throwbacks um, to kind of more so acknowledge that this is an all-stars than we're kind of getting. Like you said, um, we're not really getting that all-star treatment this season, which, again, we understand what's going on in the world. uh, And there are limited resources, but there are definitely things that they can take advantage of. Um, that don't take a lot of effort. Right. Yeah, because it could totally be, um, you know, instead of it being like a single elimination one, it could be one of the ones that's like first to seven points. Yeah, I I would like to see that. I think that would be a good one. Uh, Because like, well, poor David's never seen a a season of Big Brother, so he wouldn't make it, at least he guessed. But Kaser, Seriously. Um, he hadn't watched it in a while, but when he found out about this, he started binge-watching the more recent seasons. So yep. he had seen Tyler's season and Bailey's season and, you know, stuff like that. I don't know how many seasons he was able to watch, but I guess you don't have a lot to do when they're keeping you away from everyone for two weeks and you're by yourself. You know, they did a two-week quarantine from their families everything before they went into the house. Exactly, and I've actually heard that they show the people in sequester slash quarantine this year, um, but that are in sequester for the season episodes of that. Like that's one of the things that they're allowed to do while they're in the hotel is they set them up with old seasons of big brother. Um, and I've heard that that's another reason why people such as David, who haven't watched the show on their own accord, that's the only style of gameplay they know as well, because I guess when you're in sequester, 
they only show you recent seasons. You know, they show you like 17, 18, no. 19, like seasons Cody around that. He watched uh, the first All Star season in his sequester. Really? Yeah, that's how he knew knew so much about Caser, uh, Caser and Janelle, and what Caser did in the house, and that's why he was gun. One of the reasons he was gunning for him straight off is because he had just watched that season and saw how powerful he how how powerful he is in getting groups to do things together. You know. Well, that's really smart. Like that. That's what they should do. Is like if nothing else, show an old school season and a new school season. You know, like let people see the difference even, you know, and decide what kind of style of gameplay they want to play. Like, that's great. I think they should show the All-Stars and... I mean, I think they had the first All-Stars was great. any season they wanted <laughs> is what it seems like from listening to different people talk about it, but I could be wrong. But yeah, Cody was like, well, I watched the first All-Star season because I figured at least one person from that would be here. And I, it's something that mm-hmm. I never watched, so it was interesting. I didn't want to rewatch a season. He's like, you know, there's a million episodes. If you don't right. keep up it, with it from the beginning, you're so screwed. Because <laughs> you'll have to sit there for six Seriously, hours yeah. to get caught. Agreed. Kaser picked Bailey. Uh, he didn't. He pulled her out of the bag. He didn't uh, house guest choice. As soon as it was over, he went into the bathroom where she was, and they had a conversation. Yeah, they showed mm-hmm. that. They didn't show all of it. It was a pretty long conversation. She was she was like, this is not the time to ask me what I want to do. And this, you know, she was saying things like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but you shouldn't be asking me. I just found out I'm playing. Why are you asking me? Why didn't you ask me before? And I'm like, I thought that they were on good terms. <laughs> you know, she yeah. got a little angry. Uh, I don't want to say she was real angry. She wasn't yelling or anything, but she was, she was kind of mm-hmm. like, what makes you think that you can come in here and talk to me about if I'm going to use it or not when we haven't even played the game yet? And he was right. he's like, so you don't know what you're going to do. And she's like, I just told you I don't want to talk about it. You know, and he's like, okay, I understand. Uh, I'll talk to you later. They um, showed Bailey say, I was in an alliance with Janelle, not Kaser. I had, that's who my allegiance yes. was to, and I don't owe Kaser anything. And there was another time, I don't think it was the same conversation, but it was the same week, where Kaser is talking to Bailey and trying to convince her, you know, there's alliances in the house, and she's in one of these alliances, but he doesn't know that. So talking about mm-hmm. who's in alliances and all this, and he keeps talking about new school versus old school, And she said to him, do you know that you never ask for my advice? All you ever do is give me advice. He's like, I'm sorry. I really didn't realize that. And, you know, she's like, you just think you can just talk to me like I'm dumb. She's like, I'm not dumb. You think I'm stupid? You're condescending to me. Things like that. And he he kind of was like, where did this come from? Later, they showed her talking to Bailey, I think. She told Bailey, I'm from the new school of play. And I'm in one of these alliances, but he's never asked me, how should we play the new school game? If we can't play the old Mm -hmm. school game, you give me advice on the new school game because you just played pretty recently. Right. Help me adapt. (laughs) Uh, I don't think she ever actually said to Kaser. And at this point, it was probably too late because he was going to go home. So even if Bailey had won, I don't think she would have used it, to be honest. I agree with that. Even though... They showed most of that. I know... But I feel like they probably left a little bit of context out of that because some of that sounded unfamiliar. Okay. But well, the, have, the main point of it sounded familiar. They have a lot of, I mean, like, has a lot of conversations with people. And I enjoy watching right. them. So when I'm watching the feeds, I'm like, where's Kaser? Where's Kaser? Where's Kaser? And 
Yeah, she's not always very... You know what? And it kind of sucked that she was so unreceptive to what he was saying. Only because I don't think he intends to be a know-it-all or holier-than-thou or anything like that. I just think, like, he is so smart and well-spoken that it can come across as, like, a lecture. But I don't think she had to take it to heart like that. (laughs) You know, it could have just simply been... I don't think she was... I I see what you're saying. I don't want to talk about it right now. You know, that's about it. Right. I think she just felt pressured. She would felt feeling for the pressure of if she should win... you know, should she win and show her alliance that she's true to them? Should she win and take case off? She wasn't going to do that without there being a good reason to. It really probably wasn't going to matter what he said to her anyways. But she definitely... Right. I don't... I hate to say she's angry. No one in this house ever yells or anything. You know, they whisper... They're like right. <laughs> whispering hate. <laughs> like... They're whispering, I really don't like you. <laughs> you know? Or not really, but I don't want to work with you. And I'll turn, right. my, I'll turn my volume way up. And then all of a sudden someone walks in the room and they act like they weren't whispering. And I've literally jumped, <laughs> jumped because it was so loud when someone right. started talking. And I had my volume up as I was going to go. It's crazy. How quiet some people talk. Davon's really good at talking quiet. So anyways... Bailey, I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like Bailey should have said more of that to his face? Like, should she have approached him and said, you talk bad about new school, but I am new school? I mean, she told it to Devon. I think Kaser would have apologized if he knew that's how she felt. But she's kind of like, well, it's too late now. He had all this time to do that. But he didn't, he does not know when he is pissing people off. That is definitely a flaw of his. Cody, yes. from the very early on, and has still said this, he, he tried to say, that's how Kaser plays the game. He has, like, a real good conversation with you, and then he thinks you won't vote him out. He's like, that's just his gameplay. And I'm like, no, it's not just his gameplay. It's his real life, the way he really talks to people, and he really does want to get to know people. I mean, he was still having those conversations this week, knowing that he was going home. Yeah, I think he's super genuine. You know, he's just one of those people who likes having intelligent conversations with people and they just have two very different ways of communicating and sometimes different forms of communication don't work you know (laughs) um not in the same conversation anyway so it's kind of like you're speaking mandarin and i'm speaking (laughs) in whatever i don't know i can't even think of another language right now which is horrible spanish even (laughs) whatever yeah well yeah even yeah even english to, to mandarin you know or something like that you know two very different languages and you can sit there and just look at each other and be this is going nowhere and that's kind of how I felt like their conversations were going that if it were a very surface level conversation that they were fine but as soon as it came to strategy which they didn't talk strategy a ton but when they did it just seemed to fall and flop it was just not good and I think that she's a very strong personality who doesn't really feel like she needs things explained to her which in a game like this she probably is right in the way that like you were talking about she knows the the style of gameplay that's going on right now she's probably more of the expert even though he's played twice but he played twice back in 2005 right it was like 15 years ago yeah yeah and then he immediately had another season so he did back to back yeah so you know those were those were essentially one season, you know, like they were played the same yeah. style. Uh, you know, he landed in about the same spot both times just before the jury. I think she did have a very valid point. Okay, your game is flopping. Your allies are leaving one by one. 
maybe we could try something different. Like, why aren't you asking me what we can do to kind of switch it up again? So I do agree with her on that. Her delivery was a little confrontational for what he was still trying to provide. Like, because, you know, he's A, trying to save himself and B, just trying to listen. Like, this is what's going on. She really took issue with the fact that he said, he said, do you understand what I'm talking about? Or do you see what I'm talking about? And she's, she's yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not dumb. You're con- you're being kind. Yeah. And I was like, okay, me. you don't have to take it that way. <laughs> I mean, I actually, I saw that, you know, part live and I was like, Ooh, okay. I feel like that's the way a lot of people communicate where it's making sure that they're not getting ahead of themselves in their explanation, yeah. you know? So it's, like I just did right there where I'm like you know I'm not asking like do you really know exactly <laughs> like you know like do you know anything like I'm just saying like are you keeping up you know right. like are we still right. on the same page are you understanding where I'm coming from before I proceed and you know she kind of took it as an insult where he was literally just saying okay this is what I just explained to you are we good like, can we like keep going or, like, <laughs> like, is which not... still sounds bad yeah I know it's something when you're talking but, to someone and you've been talking for a while and they don't say anything, you're kind of like, okay, do you get where I'm coming from? Or you, know, some, you want them to say something. It's more of like a story break than anything. You know, it's kind of like, so we've talked about from A to B. Okay. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about from B to C. Like it's almost for me, it allows for questions to come into play. So it's okay. This is what I've just said. Do you get it? Okay, if you don't, this is your opportunity to ask questions from A to B. Hey, cool, you said nothing. We're moving on from B to C. We talk about that. Are we good? It's not, you know, like, do you understand? It's not like, are you mentally capable of understanding what's coming out of my yeah. mouth? It's, do you have any yeah, questions? Basically. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was a little bit over the top right there, but. It could have been worse. Yeah, I think he, he took yeah. it well. I mean, he apologized and said he had no idea that she felt that way. And, you know, she probably should have told him earlier than now. But, you know, but right. uh, he knew he was going home. He knew there was, was really, this is after the veto. He knew he was going home. Yeah. He knew there was, like, no chance that he was going to stay. And he was still trying to talk to Davon and Bailey because he wanted them to be aware so that they stay in the house longer. He was not aware that they were already in an alliance with Danny, Enzo, Cody, and Tyler. So to Bailey, she's like, well, he's talking to me about my own alliance, about getting rid of my own alliance members. Well, he has no idea you're in that alliance. You know, he, from what you could see, you wouldn't think that they were in an alliance together. I mean, you see Davon and Bailey together a lot, but you don't, you never see the mm-hmm. slick six all together. Like you do see the core four a lot. Yeah. They're always they, in the they room spend, together. <laughs> they're always, uh, yeah, either on the big bed together, they're in the photo room, whatever. They're always, they spend so, especially Nicole and Danny are just constantly together. Yep. So I felt like he was trying to do a good thing, trying to say, Hey, look, if you went HOH, Maybe you should do this. This is what you should do. And and yes, that does sound like he's being condescending, but he's, he's also older than her. And that's mm-hmm. probably just how his conversation was. His conversations that he has had with her, a lot of them were about how can you and Davon stay in the house longer? And she was exactly. feeling like he's so condescending. I know how to stay in the house longer. I've stayed in the house longer than you. I have made it to jury. Like, who are you to tell me? But she doesn't say all that to his face. A lot of this yep. is she's kind of having mm, a little bit of a bitch fest with Davon, 
where Davon's like, yeah, okay, I can see that, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after Janelle left, Bailey was very irritated with Kaser, and I think it was because he was trying to tell her how to play, and she didn't like that. So, anyways, we've talked mm-hmm. about this for a long time. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about so Kevin had uh, to pick someone to play. Were you surprised that he picked David? Or No, I think his options were very limited. I mean, we knew he wasn't going to call out Cody or Tyler. Well, Tyler was already playing, yeah. but, you know, uh, Cody or Danny or Nicole or Christmas right. or anything. Like, <laughs> he kind of knew what was up, you know? Like, so none of them were going to get picked. So I think really his only options were probably David or... Was Bailey? Yeah, Bailey was already up there. So, like, David or Day and just not knowing what the competition is, he's probably banking on, okay, if it has to do with smarts, I can probably do it. If it has to do with physicality, David could probably do it, you know? Day is a little bit more of a wild card. I feel like she is good at different things. They showed the end of the HOH this week, so I can just say real quickly that she is was really good at that competition of – counting stuff yeah. real fast i mean she she should have won she came so close but that's the kind of thing she's good at <laughs> Memor i think she's good at memorization you know that kind of stuff uh, physical stuff not yeah so, so it's much. kind of like odds and ends i think she would have been more of a wild card to choose when his game was at risk so i think he did the right thing i don't think he really had another option that even would have considered using right, it on right. him um i think david was the only one who may have even like gave it a thought um so yeah, not really surprising on that, no. What I saw on the feeds was that before this, uh, Davon and Kevin decided to form a final two together, and he didn't pick her. Oh. So she was kind of, she's kind of mad. She's like, why would you pick David and not me? We have a final two together. And some of this is because she feels like Bailey is starting to go a different direction than Davon. So she's like, mm-hmm. I hear that Bailey's making, you know, deals with other people so i better start making deals with other people too i can't just count on that one person so yeah yep. i didn't see the original conversation but i did see after he picked how she was like why would you pick him we're an alliance i mean why wouldn't you pick me and he said well just wanted to have someone that would beat Kaser. Kaser, and she was offended she's like what are you saying that i can't do something physical and he's like, uh, well, I just thought David would be better. <laughs> so she was a little irritated that he didn't pick her. And then he had good reason, though. I think that maybe her point was, is we don't know for sure that David would use it on you. And we know for sure that I would. That right? I will. Like, yeah, we're that's final true. And two, I didn't know that. So you know, it would have shown it would have shown that. And, and also, some of the house members also questioned why he picked David. Like, they were like, oh, is David working with him? But... I, I think people in the house, like we already discussed, they figured that Kevin picked him because he thought he could sway the vote. And that's, you know, yes, we're talking about the comp and Kevin won. Were you surprised that it, he did so well on, on like a kind of a physical thing? Kind of? Yes and no. He is one of those people where I feel like maybe not strength wise, but just his body right. type kind of lended it like lent itself to this type of competition like i was not surprised at all like i was more surprised that david maybe maybe the strength came into play for david because i would expect you know bailey to do very well because of her body type i expected tyler to do well because of his body type i wasn't surprised that enzo and caser were the first two no, down they have a bigger build um yeah exactly so 
I think maybe the only thing that helped David was that he does have good upper body strength. So maybe the way that the strings were moving, he was able to just use that to his advantage. Otherwise, yep, I fully expected the tall, skinnier people <laughs> to do, you know, well on yeah. that. Um, so it didn't surprise me, actually, that he won at all. I think that was a competition that was kind of built for right. him. Yeah. I mean, I've been disappointed in him this season. So I'm glad he mm-hmm. was able to win and take himself off. Uh, he's had He had a lot of chances with Kaser and Janelle to try and get something going. And I feel like if there is a floater in the house, it's probably him. Uh, he's, Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, I know that people were like, I'm going to go after floaters. I'm like, who are the floaters? Almost everyone's in an alliance. <laughs> You know, but if you're not in that alliance, then you may think they're floating. Like, uh, a lot of people think Christmas is a floater. And she's in that right. big six, what do they call it? The the commission? Uh, yeah, so she's in the commission. Yes. And she recently made some deals with Enzo, which is why she was willing to nominate herself. <laughs> not nominate, but tell him, I'll be your pawn, you can put me up. What did you think yep. about Christmas doing that? So... Yes, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> I, on one hand, it's always a thing that shows loyalty. You know, it's definitely a good play um, to show loyalty, not only to him, but to other people. It's stupid because almost always, like she is lucky that people are playing such a mob mentality and just wanted Kaser and they had such tunnel vision on him because notoriously the pawn goes home. Yeah. Like, almost every time the pawn goes up, they go home. The other thing, though, that I'm kind of scratching my head at, and, you know, of course, this was only a couple days ago, so things could be floating around now, is that if I saw that he used his safety on her and then he went up and put her up, if everybody in that house isn't questioning why that happened, they're not paying attention. That's the only thing that I was kind of scratching my head at. I'm like, you're really showing your cards because if they don't realize that you did that just as, like, a favor? I'm sorry, that's not an equal and opposite reaction to him using his safety suite on you. You didn't owe him. So for me, if I didn't know that, I'd be like, wait a minute. They either have something or something happened that I did not catch. Like, I'd be scratching my head on that. You don't go from literally saving somebody's game to putting their game in jeopardy without a hidden agenda. Right. So Enzo told the Slick Six, he told them that Christmas was going to go up. And then he said that she volunteered. I'm not really sure why he told all of them that information. How, you know, well, sometimes the pawn goes home, that kind of thing. And Danny left the room. And like 10 minutes later, Christmas comes in the room and is like, I'm not sure if I should volunteer. I mean, he immediately (laughs) knew. They all were like, okay, Danny just took what our information is from this meeting and went and told Christmas, don't don't volunteer to do like, this. don't do it. You know? So if you go and change your mind, like, right then, then it's obvious that she went and told her. Yeah. Also, this week, they showed this, her slip-up about the Slick Six. <laughs> yeah. She was, you know, try- she was kind of hinting to Tyler, hey, we're going to have a meeting in the other room with Davon and Bailey. And he's <laughs> looking at her like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, Nicole is not in that alliance, and you're talking about it like she is. You know, right. then she's like, okay, I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> Later, he was really pissed about this, and, but Cody got pissed. I mean, it was like Cody got pissed at Tyler, and it was just like all kinds of craziness going on. But it definitely put Danny on the radar to the point where Enzo was almost... 
Like, he's like, if it wasn't for Kaser, I would put Danny up. He's like, but I know everyone wants to get Kaser out, so I'm not going to put her up as a replacement. But so, yep. yeah, that put her on his radar. Tyler doesn't trust her either anymore. I think Cody is the only one that wants to work with her. Uh, yeah, because Cody is in a love triangle <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> that, with that, Nicole yeah. <laughs> and Danny, which I thought was a funny thing to say. And I saw someone on Twitter post that they used to like Kaser until he said that and how he was spreading lies and how that was could potentially hurt their relationships in real life. And we're, I'm oh, like, what? God. And then she also said, and he told a bunch <laughs> of lies. And I'm like, what did he lie about? No, they're not in a he romantic relationship. Zero. I was like, well, did, you take that a little too literally. What do you think? What do you think when they right. say you're going on the block? <laughs> you know? Do you think they bring out right. blocks to sit on? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, you know, it was, yeah. a, sometimes I get engaged in those kinds of uh, conversations, but not too often. I usually just read them because that was so funny it's to me. You're right, though. <laughs> like, people do take stuff so literally. Like, oh, yeah, like, Cody and Nicole are, like, laying in bed together. Like, that means that they have an alliance. They are the two that are doing the work together. That doesn't mean, oh, they're sleeping together. No, you know, yeah. it literally, it means, like, it's an old school saying, you know, like, you could say that all four of them are, you know, like, oh, those four, yep, they're in bed together. Yeah. Like, it just means, like, they're the ones who are doing everything together. That's where, like, their loyalty lies, everything like that. So, yeah, like, when people take things like that super-duper literally <laughs> – it just, it kind of cracks me up, like, <laughs> because um, I'm kind of losing that's my spot now just because I'm like, holy crap, that's so stupid. It is. Like, <laughs> and I apologize if that person listens to this. I really don't think they do. If they listen stupid. to this, they would know <laughs> more about it. <laughs> I'm positive. Every time I True. see a really dumb statement, I'm always like, okay, do you watch live feeds? No. Okay, Goodbye. <laughs> You don't know what's Makes going sense, on, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's just all you see is what's on the episodes, and I used to just watch the episodes, and now I just I could never go back. I love the live feeds. It's it's like I don't even have to watch the real show that much. All I have to do on there is just see the competitions <laughs> for the most part, or a highlighted conversation, which a lot of times I've already seen. It's addictive. I'll be honest. It's very addictive to watch them all day. Yeah, I love to like keep up. I don't. I don't, like I said, watch them, um, but I definitely, like, I follow probably a good three to four different Twitter accounts that do, like, yeah. real-time updates of the live feeds. Yeah. And so I'll sit there, and every once in a while, maybe, like, once every, like, two hours, I'll go and, like, okay, let me catch up. What happened in the past two hours? Um, and thankfully, for the most part, when I'm sleeping, the feeds are off, <laughs> so then I don't miss <laughs> too much, like, overnight or anything like that, and then I get the recap, like, in the morning, like... Um, you know, that I'll read from the day before, like, oh, here's a rundown of what happened yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I try to keep up like that, too. Yeah, as much as I watch it, I'm still missing stuff. And a lot of times I'll maybe be looking at one camera when there's a conversation on another camera that I miss. I don't know how they do it for 24, like, they really are all day long. And I'm like, I'm just one person. <laughs> I post. I almost wonder if, like, multiple people I run think the account. There must because... be. There's no way like, <laughs> they I'm can do that. I'm one person, and I'm trying to do the same thing when I'm watching. But then, you know, I'll go to bed. I'll come back, and the same account has posted, like, all the last eight hours. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. This has got to be. <laughs> I was like, I need a partner. I do, but I don't have anyone that wanted to be a partner. <laughs> not yet, at least. It, Someone that's willing to watch so the daunting. feeds when I'm not watching the feeds and vice versa. <laughs> 
Well, that's the thing is like number one, dedicating enough time to watch the feeds. And if you have a job, then you know, like you know, some people don't either they're stay at home or um, they're working from home and can have it as kind of like background noise and be like, oh wait, what's that I just heard? Like, so I get it. Like people do have the ability to kind of pay attention all day. But I know a lot of people like myself. I can't take my eyes no, off my job, job for that. I get it. Like, my job is being a mom. Yeah. So at least that's probably something super exciting for you too. You know, like because yeah. you know, being a mom like is a hard job. So this is kind of like it would be like a fun thing. You know, it's something that you enjoy doing, yeah. and it's like a side gig. You know. Um. So yeah, if I had that type of job, like as being a stay at homer, I would love to do that. Then, <laughs> like, I would totally sign up to be your yeah, co. Yeah, if we would tweeter. make money doing it. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, I thought this would be a lot of fun because I'm just so bored with COVID and I'm stressed and everything. I did not know how much hard work this was, though. I put in a lot of work. Oh, I got to give a shout out to someone. I hope they're listening. Someone from Israel listens to my podcast every week, or at least they download it. I have no idea who they Ooh. are, but shout out to you from Israel listening to me. Send me a message or something, you know, so I know who you are and we can chat. Is that's pretty cool. I wonder that's how amazing. you ended up listening to me. That is so Isn't cool. It, they have this website that shows you, you know, different graphs and stuff. And one of the things it shows is how many people from each country has watched your episode. So I'll have an episode and it'll say one person Israel and like ten people Canada, ten people America, you know, something like that. I don't get a lot of that's listeners. So cool. Uh, but. Not yet. We'll get you well, more. Well, <laughs> I'm working on it. it, it I, this is probably, doing Big Brother is probably the hardest thing to do just because of the live feeds and everything. Uh, but once that's over, I'll be yeah, able they... to concentrate on stuff that I don't have to pay as much attention to. But I'm also <laughs> doing... Uh... <laughs> right. Uh, so basically we were... Oh yeah, so Christmas nominating, nominating herself, herself, essentially. <laughs> and so I thought it was dumb. Honestly, if he asks yeah. you, hey, look, I need a replacement, then maybe you go, okay, all right, because you don't want him mad at you. Because he could put you up mm-hmm. regardless. <laughs> but Right. Final say Right, says. <laughs> but you don't like, just go in and be, and he's like, I don't know who to put up. And she's like, oh, you could put me up. And I'm like, that's not good. No, <laughs> that's not good. People have... No. They used to be, at least in old school, we'd always say, like, the pawn goes home. But I don't think that's necessarily... Always. Right now, everyone is just like... It's like they're all in a car, a different car, and they're just moving forward, and they're not looking anywhere else. They're not yep. looking behind them. They're not looking to the left. They're not looking to the right. They're just straight forward. So when there's an opportunity to do something, they're not doing it. You know, they could have got rid yep. of the end. You know, but the whole big whole thing was Enzo repeatedly saying, "Well, everyone wants to get rid of Kaser, so we can't." And I'm like, "God bless." If he had put up David or Ian, it's possible he could have got the votes to stay. And yeah, but with Christmas, no, no one, there wasn't going to be enough votes with Christmas there. So I mean, I think Enzo Not made a good all. decision. <laughs> You know, it's saying that. And since Christmas stayed, I guess she made a good decision in one sense because she showed loyalty. But we know that sometimes people think someone who's already been on the block is an easy, easy target. So we'll have to see. Exactly. How that and goes. she said that, too. She's like, it changes perception. It does. You know, all of a sudden you're like this shiny, bright object that has sat in that chair before. We can put you back and not, you know, raise any flags or anything. Right. Yeah. So I think I think for multiple reasons, 
Um, except for the fact that she was guaranteed to stay, I think for multiple other reasons, it was stupid. I agree. <laughs> Come to our last episode, which was uh, very recent, which was yeah, the, last night, Thursday. Um, <laughs> As we know, you know, from the past, uh, we get kind of Julie teasing that something may be brewing, which you know, depending on the night, does or does not mean anything. Right. And uh, you know, this is one of those situations where I think going into it, we kind of all knew that. Um, she was kind of blowing smoke up our butts, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, saying, oh, like, be careful where you plant seeds um, and whatnot. Um, they did show us some talks. I think the most important being the one between Kaser and Ian, where Ian was kind of like, hey, listen, like, you're going out the door. Can you do me a solid and try to just, like, shake the, like, shake the house real quick before you go? Which I think was both a smart and a fair ask. As an, as an outsider and knowing that Kaser respects the game, I probably would have done the same thing. Just knowing that he appreciates the non-group think, the non-mob mentality. He likes the old school style play. He likes big moves. He likes expect the unexpected. <laughs> you know, like he, it, it's hard to expect the unexpected in this type of gameplay. So I think Ian did the absolute right thing by throwing out that kind of Hail Mary and being like, yo, can you, you know, pour some gasoline out real quick before you go? Kaser has been trying to convince Ian since forever that there's these alliances Mm -hmm. and, you know, that Nicole is not really going to go to final two with him, you know, and he didn't believe him. He hasn't believed him. And then uh, there was a wall yeller. You know about the wall yeller? I do. Okay, so <laughs> that was in between, you know, episodes. And so after they came across and said, uh, they yelled, Nicole and Cody are lying to everyone. The next day, a, a banner went by that said, Nicole is lying to everyone. After all that happened, Kaser said, do you still not believe me? No, I'm putting things together in my head. I'm starting to see what you're talking about. I'm looking at things. He realized that Nicole is Nicole is using him as a shield. Simply yes. a shield. They're not, you know, she doesn't care that much about him. I mean, she maybe cares about him as a person, but game-wise, she's way down on her list. And he, once he realized that, right. he was like, okay, now I'm ready to play. Of course, this is after <laughs> Kayser and Janelle already left. He, you know, it is a little late to, to switch Everybody that says they're ready to play does it two weeks right? too late. Every time, yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, he figured Kaser's the one who's been telling me all along what's going on, and I think he's right. But I don't want to be the one to say it. I want him to give to say something what gives me a reason that I could put someone up, and I can be like, "Well, Kaser said you were working together." He wanted that. Yep. He, he wanted to be able to give a reason and not have the house too mad at him. You know. I mean, it was really smart of him to ask Kaser to go out like that, even though a lot of people have been saying, oh, that that was such a mean speech. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. I'm like, God, you people obviously didn't watch the old Big Brother seasons because when you go out, they would, like, blow stuff up for real. Days of glory. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. nothing. The day that they had to vote... Ian came out of the diary room. Uh, they they have not been voting live this season, by the way. Uh, right. I, yep. I mean, I know a lot of people don't know that, but I, I do know they're voting earlier in the day, uh, like by three hours or something. So they're not doing it live. They don't have a live studio audience, so they've just decided to, 
to do it. I don't know if they actually said it was live, but Ian came out and he said to Memphis, he said, it's a really sad day. And Memphis says, why is that? And he said, because I'm going to have to vote. He said, that person that really talks to me in here is leaving. And Memphis said, he's like, oh, I feel you. I totally feel that. Because Memphis and Kayser talk all the time. They have a Memphis yeah. in the morning morning show that they do. <laughs> I thought that oh, was great. That. I've watched it several times. I've watched it like when they were really doing it. And they're, it was hilarious uh, what they would do. So it's pretty pretty funny i don't know what we'll have now it was usually memphis and kaser and sometimes christmas and maybe he'll do a christmas i don't know i don't really care that much now it seemed like both in and memphis didn't really want him to go but it's the whole house thing you know so and i know davon was also sad uh, i saw her the day before he left on the feed saying i wish you would try harder to get votes He's like, what do you want me to do? Who can I talk to? What can I change? And she's like, I just don't like that you've already given up. She's like, you've given up and you're you're not out yet. You should be working harder. And he's, I mean, he'd already tried so much. I I don't think that he necessarily was giving up. He was just like, okay, this is going to happen. I might as well have a good time this week. Basically, was more relaxed and he had same types of conversations with people without expecting a vote. Well, the thing is, too, when you watch three people in a row go out the way they went out, you kind of know when your game is up. He knew that there was nothing left that he could do. There was, like, it definitely was not lack of wanting to stay. Oh, no, he wanted to stay. Yeah, it was definitely lack of um, expectations (laughs) from people. Uh, You know, none of them were going to be willing to. And it's so showing that even on a vote where are there's so many people who want the same person out like there is a main target if you like back in the day you could throw your vote to the other person and just be like hey that was my friend and people are like okay i respect yeah. that now if you do that you are automatically like on the yeah, hit list the house. like if one person is like because everyone went on a witch hunt trying to find out who voted for janelle or like voted to keep janelle right. you know and like that is something that also kind of evolved over the course of the show because like i said back in the day you could be like hey mary was my best friend like i'm sorry you knew that like i would never say her name but i knew that you guys had the vote so i didn't mind you know throwing her a bone like a pity vote and they're like oh okay yeah not a problem blah blah blah. nowadays like no you don't do that you need to make sure that you're with the group the whole time otherwise you're not showing loyalty i don't like that so because even um bailey like you know i saw her get very upset about the janelle vote because she was like, hey, like two people threw their vote away and I would have liked to do that because like that was my friend. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to vote her out, but I did, which again, that's the whole vibe yeah. of the show now <laughs> is, you know, she thought she had to vote that way, which is sad. Yeah. Well, that's Danny. Danny has been trying to get either Bailey or Davon out, even though she's in alliance yep. with them. She's planting seeds. <laughs> she is planting seeds mm-hmm. with Tyler and Cody and Enzo, you know, how we can't trust those two. It's like Danny wants to be the only girl in the house. You know, she she doesn't talk very good about the other girls. And in this case, she actually was trying to she tried to convince people that it, that must be who voted for her to stay was Bailey and Davon. And yep. Bailey was like, hey, I would tell you if I voted because she was my friend. And she's like, I didn't do it. I would have liked to have done it if I knew it was all right. And Enzo, you know, he's done it t- twice now. And he was the head of household. So he really only wanted to know who that one person was. But he had to pretend he didn't know who, 
who the other one was. Right. Uh, but that was a very dumb move on Danny's part. She's playing way above her level yeah, <laughs> at yeah. this point. She a- <laughs> She's going to get bit real quick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she asked Cody, hey, do you want to do this with me? Let's both give uh, Janelle a, a yes to stay vote and just see how it, you know, just play around with the house some. And Cody's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then the next day, somebody does that, and he goes to her. So Cody is like, it has to be Danny. He went straight up to Danny and said, hey, who was the person you got to vote with you? He, he was convinced she was yep. one of them. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It must have been Bailey and Davon. Why would they do that? You know, like, <laughs> what reason? And so she went around trying to convince people it was Bailey and Davon. That, to me, I don't, I don't like that kind of play. It's okay to vote whatever way you want, but to try and then to do it specifically to get your alliance that you're in with these same people out, you know? It's no sense. Other than she really doesn't want there to be a slick six. She wants there just to be a core four or just the five of them. She, I mean... I, I've lost a lot of respect for her. I was a big fan. I was excited to see her come back. Me too. She was in my top three people of the season. Well, probably top like four yeah, people of yeah, the season she, was, um, that I was looking forward to seeing. And she, between some of the things she said, <laughs> you know, that were caught on the live feeds and just some of the moves she's made, I think she, yeah, she can go anytime. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely over her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Janelle only had uh, one pregame alliance compared to some other people, and it was with Danny, and they had agreed that Mm -hmm. they would never vote each other out. And if you had seen earlier in the season, they were like, hey, are we still working together? Yeah, but let's not tell anybody. Let's not let anyone know we're working together. And then eventually it was like Danny was just like, oh, we're not working together. Some people are saying that Danny voted yes keep Janelle because she made the promise that she would never vote her out and that she wanted someone else to do it with her so she could try to pin it on Bailey and Davon. You know, she was trying to do multiple things there. I don't know if that's why she did it or not. That's an interesting point, though. I mean, that makes sense. She can be like, hey, y'all, look, I didn't break anything. I did not break any promises to Janelle because, you know, when these people get out of the house and they see how popular Janelle is and how unpopular they are now, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> like, really yep. crazy. And uh, so with the wall yelling and all that, with the wall yeller, Nicole had said to Cody, we messed up voting Janelle out because that person that yelled over the fence must have been a Janelle fan. And if we had left Janelle in the game, they wouldn't have done that. You know, she's like, I think we maybe made a mistake sending her home. Cody was like, well, our game is sunk. Because he heard the... It was very clear. You could hear them say, Nicole and Cody... Nicole and Cody are lying to everyone. Are lying yeah, to everybody, I think that's yeah. What it was. <laughs> he says, you know, our game our game is sunk now. You know, it's all exposed. We're going to be the new Tari's. And she's like, well, do you think we can recover? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. He's like, maybe some, but we'll just have to wait and see. And I was surprised that more people in the house weren't concerned when they heard. I agree. And, you know, going back to what we're talking about with the um, wall yellers and everything while we're on that topic again, since it kind of like looped back around. I'm like that. That is the (laughs) only time. No, that's perfect because I did want to say this. That is the only time you will hear me say that I feel bad for Nicole. I do not like her at all. Yeah, because I do think that it is unfair. I didn't like her on her first two seasons. I don't like her on this season. I just, I've never been a fan of hers. I don't like her style of gameplay. I don't like anything about her. I don't know. She just annoys me to no end. But I feel bad because I don't like outside sources 
affecting the game. I don't think that's fair, especially if it's something that's not true. I mean, in this case, it is yeah. true. <laughs> but, like, imagine, you know, how we feel when we see people get screwed by lies in the house. Like, at least that's somebody who's, like, trying to play a game, improve yeah. their odds. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, people on the outside are literally just trying to, like, screw the game. Yeah. Like, screw somebody over so bad. Basically. Which I I agree with you. I don't think pre-gaming is fair, but people did it. I don't think wall yellers are fair, but they did it. So you have to just kind of go with it, you know. Exactly. I guess we'll see this upcoming week, maybe how they deal with it, if people are asking about it. I don't... Yeah, and they're going to end up losing backyard privileges. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're going to be like, yeah, just don't let them out. Yeah. They might, which is awful. You know, they're in this, they're in the house a lot more than normal. Cause, like I said, I don't think they have enough people to build the the sets, and so they have to stay inside for like two days to get the set built. And that, and that's a yep. lot, especially when it was more crowded and stuff. But I will say the feeds this week were boring as hell. They were so exciting <laughs> with Janelle on there. Even when it didn't matter what Janelle was talking about, I was like in awe. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Tell me more about your favorite skin products. <laughs> you know, right? There's just something so like you're drawn yeah, to her. She has so much energy. We really heard multiple people on the feed say, "Man, it's kind of boring since Janelle left." And it was. I mean, they <laughs> yeah, admitted, we know. like, "Well, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> boring now." <laughs> and I agreed. I was like, "Yes, yeah, it's harder to watch the feeds because this is boring." I just wanted to bring that up, how boring it was, and it'll probably be, I'm not sure if it'll be less boring or more boring with Kaser gone, because I'm hoping they'll finally start doing some real gameplay, so then maybe it'll get exciting. We ended up getting to the landslide vote, (laughs) which, as we said, this season has been basically, have they all been uh, unanimous except for the two votes for Janelle? Uh, No, Enzo did it on another one, I think on Nicole A, maybe. Nicole? Well, Kevin, okay. Yeah. Kevin oh yeah. She might have gotten like two votes, stay, right? And said, "I'm she's my friend," and I said, "I'd never vote her out." So Kevin did that one. Okay. Yeah. So Enzo and Kevin did vote to keep Nicole. Um, Keisha was a thirteen zero vote. Um, yeah. Same thing with Janelle. She had her two little haha votes or whatever, and then Kaser was. 10 to 0 as well. Um, yeah, so that's what happened this episode is that, you know, with Kaser and uh, Labor Day on the vote together. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love how people on Twitter are just calling her like any sort of holiday name. It, it kind of cracks me up. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so that's a shout out to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Kaser and Christmas were on the block together, you know, one by one. We saw them all vote to evict Kaser and by a 10 to 0 vote, he was sent packing. It seemed like the house was just very blonde and leaving and he was kind of seeming a little bit bitter as well um a couple of those hugs looked very uncomfortable especially nicole's oh yeah <laughs> i, don't know if you I saw, saw the screen he tried to her. hug nicole and danny and both of them were kind of like eh, i'm gonna walk this way he kind of gave them a half hug and they had especially nicole the nastiest face mm-hmm. i mean he did just Seriously. he did just try to blow up both of their games yeah, and Cody's, right. <laughs> but I heard Cody, uh, you know, he hugged him. I heard Cody say something like, ah, no hard feelings, man, something like that. So Cody knew it was not good for his game, and you, when he voted, you saw him. He definitely looked angrier than normal when he voted. He yeah. still was like, okay, this is a game. You know, he, he was okay with it, even though his game was already starting to sink. I don't, I don't really know if he really managed to do anything there. 
but I do believe people can use it as an excuse. If they want to put Cody yeah, up sure. with Danny or Nicole or any version of that, they can just say, look, Kaser said you all were working together and you, we can't keep, you know, all of you here. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the hug thing. Oh, my gosh. Some I, it, <laughs> I knew people were going to be angry, but, you know, that's just, that's just like bad gameplay in general, not to even give them a hug because you're showing other people. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that Danny didn't hug him at all. I... I I'm pretty sure because she was she, trying not first, to, and he went up to her, mm, and then he tried. It was like a kind of a half oh, hug yes. thing. She didn't want to. Neither one right. of them really wanted to hug him, but he was kind of yeah, like Nicole, he went around in a circle. Right and was, That's right. I forgot about that because at first, yeah, she like walked in the opposite direction. Everybody went towards the door, yeah. and she like went the other way, and then she like looped back around, and then yeah, you're right. He did end up going around the circle, and he hugged her, and then Nicole was right after, and she just had that like sour puss look on her face, like mm-hmm, yeah, go ahead, bye, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she looked so mad, um, which I'd expect nothing less from her. I don't know. The first word that comes to mind when I think of Nicole is brat. Uh, yeah, she's like, so she whiny. Just comes across as a brat. She is. She's <laughs> yeah. she's a whiny brat. So yeah, so um, he didn't get any votes to say. Not a surprise. Didn't get any goodbye messages because he talks right. too much. Right. <laughs> so, so let's talk about um, what he said when he came out. What he said was really important. I think that does show a large difference between him and Janelle coming to play and a lot of the other people. Like, I understand. Like, $500,000 is nothing to scoff at. If I'm there, I'm playing for the money, so I don't fault anybody for that. But I also get when you have, you know, a family and a life and a career and everything like that, that that may not be the most important thing. Like, people do go for the experience or go to kind of have one last hurrah of a game that they loved 15 years ago. Um, Or, you know, in his case, like he had these deep conversations with people about like race and religion and whatnot. And especially in this climate, like I think he made a good point, you know, like these are conversations that you do want to see had and you want to hear different people speak on. And especially somebody so well-spoken like him and Devon, you know, I think they really had some important conversations. So I kind of liked how, you know, they focused on the interview for a minute in terms of like, who is this alliance? And he nailed the four, but then she, you know, kind of blew his mind with Memphis being Memphis included. And uh, his mind. like, he was like, you know, he did like one of those where he he's, just he's did like, not know what to I say. He didn't say this, but in his mind, he's like, I never see him talk to anyone. You know, how is he in an right. alliance? So yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny to watch like his... As sad as it was, because the same thing we watched happen to yeah, Janelle last week. You know, like, where she was like, what? Yeah. And then she she was dead on, where she was like, oh, he's screwed. Like, the fact that Memphis is part of them, too, he's done. Like, absolutely, hands down, because he's going to run to Memphis. He's going to try to work something out. And it's going to be talking, like, it's going to fall on deaf ears. Like, he's not going to listen to Kaser at all. I definitely love hearing him talk. I loved his speech. Um, to Julie and I, I loved how Julie was like we aired a lot of what you said and you know mm-hmm. I, I think that was an important moments when they did air it and he was using his brief few minutes there to try and make sure everyone got it you know it could take I mean yep. some people will never change and we know that but there's some people that maybe don't understand what's going on or don't know why things are happening and if he can bring light to that on such a large platform I'm sure he's got a lot more Twitter fans than he used to have and I imagine him using this new platform that he didn't have before because the social media wasn't like really doing much when he was on uh, so I do think he's going to be able to to do some great stuff 
I really do. I look forward to seeing him um, wherever. I wish, I really do wish I could have seen the goodbye messages. I don't think they should have played it instead of him talking. And I know they have a, t they have a time limit when they're actually live. Like, I'm not sure why the, this was, maybe this was live. I don't know because I was confused. I'm like, don't they have time to show him one goodbye message, anything? Okay. Right, yeah, you would have thought something. Yeah, I thought maybe they would have it on like CBS Extras. CBS All Access. All Access? If you have CBS All yeah. Access. <laughs> And you go to Big Brother, one of the options is extras, and they'll show you little scenes from this or that. I was like, okay, maybe they should put his goodbye messages on there. So he at least knows what people said to him, you know? Yeah. But I didn't see it on there, and I guess we won't see it. That's that's what's crazy to me, is I don't think we've ever had someone leave without seeing their goodbye message. Yeah, that is kind of a bummer. Yeah, and they <laughs> and some of these people, like, go in with a good, like, they really want to say something in their speech. <laughs> so, I don't know if anyone mm -hmm. wanted to apologize and be like, hey, you know, I would have liked to have seen, like, Memphis maybe be like, hey, man, I'm sorry, I've been this lion. He said, I listened to his exit interview. It's a very short exit interview mm -hmm. in which he says that Memphis came to him in, like, the pantry room but right before voting and said, hey, I've never done this before, but I'm going to have to vote you out. He's like, I've never told anyone that I was going to vote for them, but I want you to know that I am voting you out. Which I think mm -hmm. is, shows a lot of growth. Memphis because he kind of yeah. is around like an old grumpy man that doesn't like anything <laughs> you know he hurt his back yeah he's like now he's really looks like old man holding up his back and stuff <laughs> but <laughs> I thought that was an interesting thing that Memphis did it made me like him a little bit you know but not a, yeah, not enough sure. you know he actually had the power <laughs> early on to change things we'll see how far that strategy gets him i really do think like you said that he's not gonna make it real far at this point i don't think he'll make it more than a couple weeks because a lot of it will depend on what happens obviously there was this one part though that i freaked out and i was like i can't believe they did that Julie's talking to Kaser and she's like, you know, you have a lot of fans and that's why America voted you back in. And then, oh she's, my and God. then he's like, what, what? And then she says, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm that like, was such Julie. a bad like, <laughs> I was like, you can't do that. Move, Julie. <laughs> like, you have to say, back, you know, 15 years ago, America voted you back in the house. You don't start with and take a pause. America voted you back into the house 15 years ago. Like, that's a long, yeah. that's enough of a long Super of a pause dirty. for you to really think, oh my God, I'm going back in. He got excited. <laughs> I was like, you're so mean, Julie. Like, I don't think she did on I purpose. Know, his face, but, like, geez, lit up. I thought his face was kind of priceless. Because, <laughs> you know, it would be pretty cool if America had voted him back into the house. I can't believe right. <laughs> that we don't have a battle back this season. I know this COVID and all that, all but if we're able to have a jury house, why couldn't we have a, you know, comeback house or whatever it would be called? Where Yeah, they literally should have just sent, sent them, them to, to the, the jury, jury house, house, right? Well, just... Keep testing them every week and all that. And then after you get four or five people or how many you want to do, sometimes they would do a battle back, you know, immediately and you would be the only one waiting and sometimes they would do a competition with all four or all five whatever however they wanted to do yep. it i can't believe they couldn't figure out how to do a battle back on an all-star season seriously it is like I, I am disappointed with the season mainly because i was very excited for all stars and it has not delivered what i was looking for i waited a long time for this you know i was like all stars Agreed. oh my god i'm so excited I really hope that when there's no COVID that CBS comes up with something else. 
I've seen a lot of people say they should do a Legends season not and like bring back true Legends. I don't know if CBS will actually ever give us what we really want. Right. And I think, honestly, I think this this kind of ruined any chance of having another All-Stars, I think, for a very, very long time, unless it's like an All-Winners. I yep. think an All-Winners would be great. You know, I loved it on Survivor. You know, but they had 40 seasons. Me too. Yeah, because of course you're going to get some who either decline or can't. Right. Like, I know, obviously, like, Rachel's pregnant. But you she know, would so come back I don't if know. she wasn't pregnant. But absolutely. So, but I think that, you know, out of the 20, if, if they could have even gotten, you know, 16. Well, out of 21, right. rather. You know, they could have gotten 16 because that leaves five that... You know, a couple that say they can't or you have one or two that test positive for COVID or something, you right. know, like whatever the case. Because apparently, you know, that uh, the rumor was that Casey and Josh both were supposed to be on, but both tested positive for COVID. Um, Tyler confirmed that he had a pregame alliance with Casey on the, on the air, like on the live. Feeds. Yeah, he's like, she was supposed to be here. She told me she's going to be here. We were going to work together. Christmas had the same kind of thing with Josh. I had heard Christmas was an alternate and she got in because those two people didn't pass their test which josh is, has been trying to say that it was like something wrong with the test because he tested false before that and after that but you know we don't really know how the testing went what they did but even one test that says you're positive is enough in my mind to say okay can't right. put you with all these people so that was two winners <laughs> that would have come in and they would have made casey probably wouldn't have made herself a big target but josh josh doesn't know how not to be wild you know he doesn't know how yep. not to go crazy at the house also you know there's a discussion about Derek and dan dan denies it Derek has semi-confirmed that he he was helping with the pregame alliance there's the rumor that nicole told on them nicole f told on them and that's why they weren't on the yep. show i don't think dan had any plans on coming back but i think Derek might have come back so, you know... I think he was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I, I kind of think he was. He was, like, rounding up people. And Dan was helping him. Uh, so, I don't know if Dan ever planned on it. He acts like he never was going to go on. But if we had had Dan and Derek, Josh and Casey, then this would have been a whole nother ball game. You know, COVID... Yep. <laughs> COVID has screwed us in every way possible. Like, come on, COVID 2020, can you just give us a freaking one show that we like and let it be good? I, I have nothing else to watch, <laughs> you know, other than Love Island. They ended up showing HOH, which was one of the classic uh, duels, if you will, where two people compete against each other. They pick the next two people to go up, so on and so mm -hmm. forth, yeah. until you have a winner. Um, and so basically it was pictures of all the house guests, and they put different filters on them and then ask the question about the filters whether it be are there less of the filter we're asking about exactly the number of filters we're asking about or more of the amount of filter we're asking about yeah when it came down to it christmas was i think the last one to be basically told to participate and yeah. you know so she only had to do um the second to last round and the final round and she ended up beating davon in the final round which was round. such a bummer fourth yeah round. And the first person to call her was Cody. He put up Davon and Bailey. Wasn't it Cody? I feel like Cody put up Davon and Bailey and let them see immediately, hey, you're not actually in an alliance with me. You know? So yeah. that's why when Davon and Bailey were picking someone, you know, they were trying to pick out people from 
that other alliance, but with with someone else. So it didn't look like, hey, look, I'm going after your alliance. But it, it became a little too obvious who's at the bottom when you put Davon up there four times and she just barely missed it. I mean, she had done so good yeah. and she was, she just got it off by like one number. I think she said exactly when it was like one over or something or one under. I don't remember. Those things show where your allegiances are, so that will probably stir up the house. But they've been saying, I've been seeing a lot of the people talk about splitting up Davon and Bailey. They see, they're like, we split up Janelle and Kayser, now we need to split up Bailey and Davon. Which I'm like, if you don't see what's going on here in the fact that another duo is being targeted that isn't Tyler or Cody or Nicole and Danny, yeah. or, you know, like, I'm like, you guys are not paying enough attention if you don't realize that there are other duos in this house that are way bigger of a threat. Like, any duo, especially Tyler and Cody, you see that they're together all around the house. You see that they're always, like, plotting, and then they're competition beasts. Like, they're going to win a lot of the stuff, probably, you know? To not kind of compare notes and be like, listen, all right, they just told us now we have to go against... uh Bailey and Davon, hold on a minute. Like, something's not adding up. Why are they going after another duo? I don't know. It, oh, it frustrates me. So, who, so <laughs> who do you think Christmas is going to put up? Probably going to go a safe route. I don't see her making any waves. So, I think she's going to put up some combination. And this is so unfortunate. And I don't want to say this, but it's just what it is. She's going to put up some combo of the four, like, black people. Because... They're going after Bailey and Davon, and then David and Kevin are, like, the other people who have been on the block that aren't her. So, unfortunately, oh, it's going to be the worst week ever because, like, that's just what it's going to be. Like, all this little frat house people are playing this game, and unfortunately, I mean, that's been a problem on Big Brother for a long time is if you're a person of color. I agree. You're pretty much screwed. And I think that's probably why they brought David uh, back is because they were like, okay, we need we need at least one black man in the house. Let's look at all of our winners and see who we could call. Oh, no one, no the black man's never been in the final two. I mean, I'm yeah. I know that um, Kevin did, but I honestly didn't know he was half black until this season. I didn't watch the feeds of then. There right. Was, I didn't do social media, so I I didn't know he was half black. So I guess I'm technically I'm wrong. But at the same time, I'm right. <laughs> you know, there hasn't been someone that is uh, just an African American um, up there that has been in the final two. I don't know. I'm sure there's even been one in the final three. So that's very disappointing. Yeah. And I think they were like, okay, who can we get? Who can we get? And they're like, oh, what about David? He didn't get to play much. I mean, that's not nothing. That's nothing against David. I definitely think he should have had a chance to play. But like I said, say chances. But That's sad that they couldn't find more. Like, why didn't they have another? They could have added another black person to the house. And so basically, this is what it's going to look like. They just voted out a Middle Eastern uh, Muslim. And then they're going to get rid of potentially uh, Davon and Bailey. So there goes the two black women. Yep. I would not be surprised if it's going to be David and Kevin. It's unfortunate because it is this season had, I think, the most probably people of color like representation in, you know, that you had five people of color on the cast, which five out of 16 is not good for anybody who's keeping track. (laughs) How about (laughs) eight? (laughs) But 
I'll take any progress at this point because I'm hoping that, you know, with especially with the climate and the backlash that they've been getting and whatnot, I'm hoping that finally next season maybe we see with an all newbie cast um, that, you know, obviously the pool is super wide. You don't have to only choose from the couple of hundred of people who have already played the game if you're doing an all-stars, then narrow it down to people who deserve to come back, then narrow it down more by people who are willing to come back. Etc. Etc. You have a wide net of people, so next season is really going to be their chance to like put their money where their mouth is and prove that they're not as racist as we know slash think they are. <laughs> I, I mean, I think um, they, that CBS did—I don't want to say the best they could, but this, like you said, I think this is the most diverse the house has been that I can think of. They were trying to change the way people perceive them. Here we go again. Look, oh, here's six people who started an alliance or, or, on the first day or two, and they're all white. You know, like, yep. here we go. <laughs> it's just, I mean, CBS can't do anything about that. I don't understand it, honestly. I don't understand why the white boys you know, get together, act like a fraternity kind of thing, and then they vote out the people that are least like them, you know? Exactly. They want to either get rid of the girls yep. or they want to get rid of the minorities because, oh, you're not like or a tough white guy like me, you know? I like to hang out with other tough white guys like myself. And we know from last season that was really bad in the house. Um, last season was truly horrible when it came to racist comments. Yeah, not only comments, but then like, and you know, he swears up and down that there was nothing to this, but I call absolute complete bullshit. And I'm sorry if I'm not supposed oh, to swear, swear on this. I tried really I hard swear. all he episode. Swear. <laughs> if you noticed, I didn't swear at all. I was yeah. very good. Um, and you know me, I'm a body <laughs> mouth. But, I, I am too sometimes, um, but when I get into the mom mode, then I change right. it. So like if I'm out drinking or something, I'll cause but like when I'm in mommy mode, then I like try to change the words. <laughs> I think I said freaking or something. <laughs> but if you notice, like, the, you know, the first little thing that they did where, um, where Mickey was the camp counselor or whatever they right. called it. And he had to banish the people. He banished three minorities and the old yeah. guy. And if that's not telling of basically what Big Brother has been for a while now, I don't know what it is because yeah, he put up, Cliff, he put up Jessica, who was, was she Puerto Rican, I think? She was some sort of Latina. And then Kemi and David, who were the only black female and black male in the house. Um, And then I think the only minority who was spared was Ovi, and he was the second one voted out. So that wasn't really, you know, we had David, Ovi, and Kemi were the first three voted out. Next one voted out was um, Bella, who was the only Asian in the house. You know, so it was just, it was very sad to watch. It is sad. <laughs> Last uh, season was a super disappointment. Yeah, it's such a disappointment that other house guests are not like, oh, I see what they're doing. Why don't we do the opposite of that and get rid of the white guys? <laughs> you know, last season was extremely disappointing. Probably the worst season ever of, of Big Brother. Mm-hmm. I, was, I hope we never see something like that again. And David had had a handshake with Mickey before this happened like they said hey let's work together and shook hands and then whenever he had to put four people in he tells them hey look i put you in because i know for a fact you're not going to be you that you can beat all these other people and i had to pick four people so i picked you you know just because i know for sure you're coming back but it's like if you right. gave me a handshake saying you want to work with me are you telling me that all these other people you know it's like it shows his true colors and i remember when they came out of the house with uh, Jack and Jackson, Julie started asking questions about race, and their faces mm-hmm. were like, "America doesn't love us. 
What? America thinks we're racist? That's so not true. Oh, Jackson's mom was all over Twitter, like, yelling at people, like, how dare you? My son is an angel, blotty, blotty, blah. It was a mess. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what happened then. She didn't apologize for him. She, she stood up for him and said... No, basically. <laughs> was also, but, like, F off because my son is an yeah. angel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have to have your mommy go on Twitter to convince people you're not racist. Right, you're the one who opened your mouth on TV right. <laughs> and said these things and did these things and had these microaggressions and whatnot. And They thought for yeah. sure that America was going to love them. They were so like, oh, America's going to love us so much. And then they get out Oh yeah, America hates you. Who do you want to win? Oh, so many of my favorites are gone. Uh, I think at this point... Um, with who's left, I'd obviously love to see Davon win. That's who I would like um, to see. Yeah, I've always been a fan of her and just think she's, I don't know, she's just fun to watch and she's a good person. And I i met her at, um, I went to the Challenge reunion for Final Reckoning and she was just super nice. Oh, and, no, you know, even though I only talked to her for... I would love to have met her. You're so lucky. Like, oh, I wish I'd Yeah, she is a sweetheart and she's one of those people I always tell everybody... That you know how there's people who are like really pretty and really beautiful online and then yeah. you see them in person and they're just like, oh, like you can hear the angels sing. <laughs> she is one of those people. She's like, got, like I don't know what the her. hell. Like, yes, she is absolutely like we all know she's pretty. We all know she's gorgeous. Everything yeah. like that. You see her in person. And you're like, holy shit. Like, what did I do to deserve to like see this in person? She is stunning. So, um. Good person, very nice. I'd like to see her win. If not her, I'll give probably my second place. <sighs> as much as I really don't want a repeat winner, I love Ian. <laughs> I love Ian too. So, so I wouldn't be mad at that. But I, I basically just, I could probably make a case for most people except for Nicole. <laughs> she is just the one I do not want. She's so insufferable as a one-time winner. Let her win twice oh, and her head will explode. We'll like, I mean, I don't really want to see the cocky boys win either. But um, yeah, other than that, I, I could probably justify like, you know, Enzo doesn't bother me. Memphis doesn't bother me. You know, like, Bailey, I would love to see win too. Yeah. Like everybody else, I can make a case for. Just not the Bros and Nicole yeah. and Danny. And Danny, Danny really right? pissed me off. <laughs> Almost everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my my top three now would be Davon and then Bailey and then Ian. But that can always mm-hmm. change, especially if they get voted out. But yeah, I yeah. keep seeing my favorites go home, so I have to keep changing it. But who do you predict is going to win? Not who you think, who you want to win, but who do you really think is going to win this thing? <sighs> so I could see, honestly, um, I don't think that both Cody and Tyler are going to make the end, but I definitely think one of them is going to make the end. I see them going with one of their kind of side, I almost said side pieces, <laughs> with one of their side pieces people you know like i could see it being like an expected slash unexpected duo of like tyler and enzo or something yeah. you know so i will say that i see but i feel like nicole's gonna make it to like final three just to piss me off oh God, no, um no. <laughs> so but i yeah i think it's gonna be some sort of combination of like a tyler slash cody one of those two and then like an enzo slash memphis yeah so you don't think there'll be any females in the final three I oh, is that, oh, you said Nicole. Nicole. Not. Yeah, I think if there's a female left at final three, it's going to be Nicole, sadly. Um, because I think that they'll kind of keep her around as, as like a bigger threat yeah. since she has one. Which I don't get. She's not a big threat at all. No, she, she sucks. sucks. 
<laughs> like she was not even a good player when she won. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately, I think like we were just talking about, um, I could see either Bailey or Davon going next. Um, Danny showing her cards very heavily now. She's gonna get booted soon, I think. Bailey or Davon, whoever does not go first out of the two, will probably be shortly after them. Um, but I think a lot of those guys are just going to stick together until they have to have a bloodbath. I think the only one who's kind of on the outs is maybe Ian or Kevin, just because Ian's a winner and Kevin's been an outsider. Um, but I think David, Enzo, Memphis, Cody, Tyler, like they have a good shot to probably be like the final five or six or whatever. I think Cody and Tyler are going to go after each other. Tyler is not to. happy uh, because he was he's not being told everything. And he's like, well, in my season, I knew everything. If I was an alliance, we knew everything. And you, you guys don't want to tell me everything. And he's right. not included in a lot of the conversations that the guys have. He's starting to feel that, like, you know, maybe Cody's running the house and I'm not running it. I want to run the house, <laughs> you know. He wants to play the same game he played. Uh, he already ha- does have a final two with almost everyone in the house. At some point, they're... They're going to have to go after each other. They have to because their resumes and their gameplay are very similar. You know, so they can't go to the end together or else it's not a guarantee. So they'll definitely have to strike. So this is a weird prediction. (laughs) But I actually think Christmas (laughs) could win. And if she does, I normally probably wouldn't root for her. But um, that's who I got on my Challenge Mania uh, on their contest. (laughs) I was the last person to pick. And the person left was Christmas. And I was like, oh, crap. I got Christmas. I have no chance. But I actually like her a lot more this season than her season. And I just want to make sure that she plays a smarter game. That she doesn't just listen to what everyone else tells her. And that she actually does some on her own. And she's very physical. So she could definitely keep up in the comps. She doesn't really have... Yeah, she's got no broken foot. (laughs) Well, yeah. She's much better at the comps, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she really needs a strong final, too. Her and Enzo kind of discussed that this past week, but they didn't solidify it that, that I saw where they were like, final two, they were just like, I definitely want to work with you. That's what everybody keeps saying. I just, right. I really want to work with you, but let's not I really call work it an you. alliance, yeah. you know? No, that's right. not a bad uh, pick, and... Hey, for the Survivor one, I was the third to last pick, I believe. Yeah, and so the only, basically the only people I didn't want in the Survivor thing for Challenge Mania was uh, Rob and Sandra, because I knew there was no way in hell anybody was letting them win. And so I was the last one left before Rob and Sandra were the picks, and I got Tony, who ended up winning. You know, you can be near the bottom of the picks, and you can come out winner, so hopefully you win as well. I've kept you for a long time, and I could just keep talking to you forever. You're easy to talk to and we we like a lot of the same stuff but i probably should let you get back to your life and uh i appreciate this if i didn't have a party to get to what if i didn't have a party to get to i would talk forever you're right but yep i have a going away party to get to so i am gonna go get ready for that would you like to tell people uh how to how to follow you do you want people to follow you yeah i'll definitely uh give that um on twitter i am sanchismo 215 so that's s-a-n-c-h-e-e-z-m as in mary uh uh, zero two one five and then on instagram i am tonio03 which is t-o-n as in nancy e-y-o-0-3 i so appreciate you doing this no problem thanks so much for listening to the reality attic podcast i am mary francis You can contact me on Twitter 
at Mary Becca, M-A-R-Y-B-E-C-K-A-H. You can contact me on Instagram, Mary Wiseman Francis. If you want to email me, it's Mary at realityaddict.net. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Talk to you next week.